Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today we are going to tackle a topic that I've seen pop up in some Facebook groups in ours and also a couple other that I'm in and it's a think it's a real good one for discussion. <laughs> uh, but mostly because I also like uh, kind of covering how other people handle this. So the question at large is, how the heck do you set and handle and enforce boundaries when you work from home? Mm-hmm. And not only with yourself, with clients and customers, but if you have a spouse or a partner at home, And then I want to tackle the extra add-on piece to that of if you have kids at home or outside of the home. How do you handle that trifecta of potential shitstorm when you work from home? Well, I think it's an interesting topic because I think most people can really only learn how to do this by trial and error. 100%. Like, I don't think there's any, like, magic wand or, like, you're born with it. Like, you just have to suck at it for a while and either get fed up enough that it falls into place or you are constantly letting them fall apart and suffering the consequences. Well, and I think what what has worked for me personally, again, this is going to be different for every single person, but my general rule of thumb is go hard, like go hard, set real, real strict and like not enforcing, but like some, some crazy boundaries. And then if you feel like you have to relax those a bit, once you like get into a routine then you can realize, okay, on this day, you know, maybe this can happen, or I don't have to work this late, or whatever that may be. But I have found it easier to like, set boundaries on all of the things and then pull back as I see fit. Sure. It also puts you in a place of being in charge in your household. Yeah. Yeah. It it also has shifted a lot. um, As our business has changed. Yeah. And as our relationships with our partners have changed, and of course, as I become a mother, but uh, specifically, I think, like, let's talk about maybe what it used to look like when we first started. (laughs) When we both sucked at it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I remember when I first started working from home, I mean, there was a pretty hard cutoff. Um, I got laid off and many of you know that story. And if you don't, you can go back to, I'm pretty sure it's episode two that I talk about, um, my journey, but 
when I was home, it was very sudden. It wasn't like I prepared for it. Um, I went from commuting 45 minutes every day to I was home all day, every day. And it was very strange. And so I think the first thing that happened was a lot of personal change. Um, and then there was a lot of outside expectations. So I, at first, was like not a fan of structure because mm-hmm. I had been under that umbrella for so long. And so I wanted to just have my days be a little bit all over the place and I get to choose when I work and how I work and where I work. And then my husband would come home in the evening And he wondered why the laundry wasn't done and the dishes were still left out and there was no dinner on the table. Mm -hmm. And seemingly in his mind, I had nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. And well, and I remember those days of, and, and I know this was happening even before I came into the picture, but when we first started working together, I remember you being like, I have to go stop. Like basically I have to pause what I'm doing to go do a chore because like Jared's about to come home and I need to make sure I've taken the trash out or I've unloaded the dishwasher or whatever it may be. He would leave you like a to-do list and whether this works for some couples or not, like I'm not saying that was the problem, but it was that that like, Abby's not expecting Jared to unload the dishwasher on his lunch break because he's at work. Right. So why was it expected of her? Right. And I mean, a lot of that has changed. I mean, there's still things we talk about, like he would like dinner to be done or um, something to happen. But for the most part, I had to really reinforce that I was at my job. I was at my place of work. and. I wasn't going to distract myself. And even when he does question, and I want to reiterate that our relationship's in a much different place now than it was. Oh, yeah. Um, We have a much more solid marriage. We're communicating better. But what those early stages were like was very anxiety-driven. Yeah. And I was always trying to make sure things were a certain way to please the person that wasn't even there. Yeah, And once I started establishing a role of I'm treating this business like a business and it's actually bringing home an income and mm-hmm. not that I had to make money to be able to set boundaries. I don't believe that that's the case, but I do think it was it, for me. I do think it helped. Mm-hmm. It a hundred percent was for me. And I think that was more in my head than my partner's head uh, because there were like, I had similar things, like not, not quite to the degree, uh, that was your situation, but of like, if, okay. Prior to having a kid, our house was spotless and like laundry never piled up. The kitchen was always clean, all of that stuff. So like, I'm talking about this pre kid life. So don't, you don't have to sit there and roll your eyes about like, my house is not spotless now. Uh, and I don't give a shit. Um, But it was one of those things where it was like, if there was a mess or if there was something when my husband came home from work, it was kind of one of those like, okay, I know like, unless you went on a shoot today, like, what did you do? And so why, why is it like this? And I think it was one of those, I was living in that limbo of like, well, if I stop to do the laundry, then I'm not working on my business, but I don't really know what to be doing to work on my business because I'm not making a ton of money. So it's this constant like 
well, I'm not going to do that because I'm supposed to be at work, but I'm also not working. Right. Which I don't think I ever really had that phase. I think I skipped that phase because money was not questionable. Like, right. We right. Had, I had, you had to. clients from the get go. Right. Yeah. So, what do you think helped? Sh- what shifted? Was it that you finally made enough money that you could start justifying setting boundaries, or how did it come up for you? So, I think it was in my head, it, it, I could say the money, sure. Like, when, when, you know, when we started bringing in a consistent, consistent money, not even a certain amount, just consistent money that, it, it was definitely like, okay, she's going to work during that time frame. Everything's good. But for me personally, it was more of like, not only consistent money, but do I have a consistent, like, what am I doing every day? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to be doing Monday through Friday? I'm here at home. I think the constant like battle of this boundary discussion is I have the privilege of working from home, but what exactly of that do I take advantage of? but not be lazy, but also enjoy this privilege. No, it's, so it's, it's like, hard. It's the constant battle of like, should I watch an episode of HGTV or is that lazy? Should I take a long lunch? Should I go out for lunch? Like if I'm tired, should I take a nap? Like what are, I'm not saying those all happen every day. Definitely not now, but like you start to feel guilty for leaning into some of those things. But isn't that kind of the point of working from home? I think to an extent, but I also see that when people say they work from home, it can mean so many different things. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, I mean, I think there's the, I don't know what else to call it other than like the hobby mom, where like the the mom who is focused on children 80% of the time and like nap time or like say they drop them like they're a little bit older and so she drops them at school she Mm -hmm. spends the school hours working but it's not really to earn money it's because she would be bored to tears because her children aren't around and I, well, and there, I mean, and there's also moms that have full on fledged businesses during those hours. 100%. But I think there's a mentality difference. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying one is bad or not. Um, but because of those, the boundaries of the hobby mom is different than like the career woman who happens to have kids. Right. Right. And, and because the priorities are different, the boundaries are different. Mm-hmm. And, it's all about like some women choose to never take a call unless they have childcare right? Where, where others would wear them on their hip. Oh yeah. And I've done both. Uh, and I think the answer to that is like, literally, how are you better serving the person on the other end of that phone call? Uh, how are you like most productive? I've definitely had, I've taken calls with Penelope at home uh, as we don't have childcare on Mondays And sometimes it's been like, we have to squeeze this call in. And I hate it. I hate doing that. I'm distracted. I'm like, oh, if you had called 20 minutes ago, she would have still been asleep. And like, I'm messing with her. It's just, it's just never great. I never have my full attention on one or the other. So the, the establishment of boundaries when there are people in the house with you all the time, it's completely different than when you have the house to yourself for even an hour or five hours. Like if you're lucky enough to get 
a day's a day's work, you know, whatever that means to you, more than 30 minutes, in my opinion, more than an hour um, by yourself at home, things just have to look completely different. Yeah. Well, and you're going to cherish that time so much more and covet it and protect Mm -hmm. it. Whereas Mm -hmm. with me, without kids, I'm a little more flexible. I mean, I still prefer to work when my husband's working. Yeah, it still makes life easier. Um, Because sure, I could work at nine o'clock on Tuesday, but I would much rather catch up on This Is Us and ball my eyes yeah. out than, <laughs> which know, right? by the way, I haven't seen I'm the new episode. I ha- me neither. I'm not. So I've heard things. Okay. <laughs> Brian quit watching it with me because he said it was so depressing. No. And I'm like, you're dumb. I'm going to watch it without you. <laughs> so I'm skipping it. Um, but okay. So I've gotten, I've seen this question pop up. We're specifically like, what are the things that you say sure. and what are, what are the uh, measures that you take uh, to set these boundaries? And I think it could look multiple ways. If, if there's no one in your house when you're working, easy breezy. Set up some hours on your email signature. Let your family, your friends, your partner know those are your working hours because I did for a while have a lot of people expect that I could take like coffee dates and long lunches and like, and I I can do that. I can hundred percent do that. That's the privilege of owning my own business and working from home. That doesn't mean I don't have to schedule it. And that doesn't mean like, if you call me right now, I cannot just leave. No, nor do I want to because I'm in a zone of doing like whatever it is that we're doing right here. But if you want to say, Hey, in in a couple days or next Tuesday, do you want to grab coffee? Absolutely. Let's do that. Yeah. No, so I think sure. that's finding that happy balance of I 100% have the freedom to say yes to something like that. It doesn't mean I have to say yes to meeting you in 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think part of that is just being clear in your language. So mm-hmm. I mean, before I would ask a friend, do you want to have coffee? And I would just kind of bow to whatever they said. Mm-hmm. And now it'll be like, I'd love to go to lunch. Mondays work best for me. Yep. And they generally don't question my authority on that. And not that they would, but like before I just literally bent over backwards Mm -hmm. for everyone. And part Mm -hmm. of that's on me. Um, But part of it was, you know, some of these other people, I mean, loved them to pieces, but they just did what they was best for them, which mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. if you're bending over backwards, who wouldn't take advantage of that situation? Right. Um, I've seen the question also pop up from people whose partner also works from home. Uh huh. And then you throw in a partner who works from home and then kids who stay at home during the day. Well, and that's the toughest scenario. First of all, yes. First of all, a big old podcast internet hug to you. I can, I can think of not, a couple people right now. That is not easy. No. Right? Uh, hopefully, you and your partner get along enough to where you can both work from home together. Mine, we could not, and we know that 100%. So that will never, ever, ever happen. Um, but some things that I saw some people suggest in another, like mm. when this question was prosed, was Yes. Okay. Setting your hours. Duh. Right. Those don't have to be eight to five. They can be whatever you want, but they need to be established. And the reason behind that is, is when you like, 
it, it's easier to do things when you know what's what's coming and what's predictable. If you're always in your office or your corner of the dining room or you're wherever your stuff is from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., like that's when everyone else in your house needs to know that they need to figure out their own shit. And I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible, but there is no other option. There's no alternative to what I'm about to say. Okay. Once you establish what those boundaries are or those time frames are, it is no if, ands, or buts about it. You can change them if you want to, hour-wise. Like, I'm not going to be your boss about it. But your partner cannot come knocking at the door asking you where the batteries are. Your partner cannot expect you to know what the baby ate for lunch if the nanny was over during lunchtime. He needs to ask the nanny. That is not your business at that time frame. You do not need to be in control of all of those scenarios if you are expecting to also get work done. And sometimes it takes kind of being a bee about stuff and saying, I don't know, ask the nanny, like, I don't know, shut the door in the face. I don't know, and put your phone in the other room, like whatever it may be, right? However, Mm -hmm. they're trying to get a hold of you. But if you do that often enough, it's going to like be remembered. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to like call people names. Like, don't be rude about it, but you need to be firm. Yeah. I do not go down to Bank of America and knock on the door asking where the Triscuits are. I just don't. Why would I do that? That's so rude. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it is like, they don't see you differently. And so it's your job to set expectations for how you behave in certain situations. So- you know, my husband will still text me in the middle of the day. If I don't respond immediately, it's because I'm busy. Yep. And if it's not that I'm dying, it's not that I'm ignoring him, but I have set the expectation. If I don't respond immediately, I am busy. I will get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day I did respond immediately because I did have some time, but then he was going on and on and on, which he does, which we love. Which he does. <laughs> Um, and I said, honey, I love you. Go. You have to get back to work. And yep. he cut it off. He didn't even respond to me saying that. And it's because I was firm, but clear. And I wasn't yeah. rude about it. Right, right. And sometimes like that, it just needs to be reminded because I think other people in our life, especially if they don't work from home or own their own business or like, you know, if they're corporate America, especially stuff like that, like they want this life. Yeah. They want all this in the bag of chips, right? Yeah. Like what we get to do is an amazing privilege. And so like walking that line of setting the boundaries and being firm so you can be productive, but also the like, sorry that you're answering to the man 7.30 to 7 every single day like my husband is. Yeah. Like that sucks. Yeah. But like, I got to be productive. Right. Right. Period. So signs on the door. Uh, Do not disturb turned on on your phone. People will automatically, this is a hack, just like uh, when you're driving and they get a text uh, that you're driving and you can't text, you can turn that on on do not disturb where it says I'm working. I'm not going to text you until three or five or whatever. You can customize it to say whatever you want. Uh, Put it in your email signature. Mm -hmm. Uh, like literally just tell the people around you that this is what needs to happen. And I think sometimes like, even like, cause my husband gets off uh, like government holidays and luckily most of those are on Mondays and we don't 
work on Mondays anyways, because we're not on childcare. But sometimes like something will happen where he's off in the middle of the week. And if it wasn't planned, or if I didn't know way in advance, I've got stuff on my schedule to do. And sometimes he's like, let's go grab lunch together. or Let's go to the mall or let's go do this. And I'm like, nah, like can't do it, buddy. Yeah. And that's just our schedule of how we work. Some of you are going to say, absolutely. Let me drop at the hat and do that. But that's not what serves me best. Right. So that's not what we do here. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I remember a conversation um, last year sometime, and Jared told me he had this particular day off, and I said, I'm sorry, but 
I had something scheduled on that day three months ago. And so yeah. I'm not canceling it. And it's, it's a big deal to me. And so now like, as soon as his work gave him a schedule of scheduled holidays, he's like, please put all these in your calendar. Yeah. I yeah. do want to spend time with you when I'm off. And he knows the more advanced notice I have, the yes. better. Well, and I think what's helpful for us too, is that like if Jared's home on a Friday, kind of unexpectedly or like whatever, like summers, he's off on Fridays. Sometimes it's half day. Sometimes he's off, whatever. You'll text me and say like, Hey, by the way, Jared's going to be home all day tomorrow. And so I know if we have anything scheduled, that's still going to get done, but it's going to be like a different, not slower work day, but like they're going to maybe do lunch together or breakfast or whatever. Like they're going to hang out as much as they can that day while also fulfilling the things that we already had planned. If nothing's on the calendar, that to us means we're going to check in with each other and see if maybe Abby's going to work from the couch or I'm going to work from a coffee shop and we're just going to take it easy that day. Mm -hmm. But it's that kind of communication that also helps us as partners to know what kind of day is today going to be. Yeah, I, and I think part of it, and I, I do think it's important that we share how we communicate boundaries because we have them in addition to yeah. having them with our spouses and with people we work with, we definitely have them with each other. Now, I would say in general, we're probably um, a little looser with each other than we are with most other people. Um, yeah. But I do think we've developed habits that make it easier for us to know what's going on. So one of the things that I think has helped our relationship immensely, and for some of you, you're like, why would you do this? Um, but we share a calendar. And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, we could have our own calendars and it would be fine. But yeah. I need to know where she's at all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know where you are at all times. So <laughs> I don't put, like, if it's after 6 p.m., like, I don't right. usually put it on our shared calendar. Or if it's on a weekend, I don't put it Same. on there. But if it's during working hours, or even if it's just, like, barely into working hours, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. want you to know that I'm on my way back from the gym. And I will call you, but I probably need to shower. Yep, yep. And, and I think that's something where we originally talked about, obviously, having a shared calendar for work things, meetings or appointments or whatever, but both of us kind of started putting some personal stuff on there because it is so helpful. And what that helps us do, it, specifically for me, I don't know about you, but like if I'm looking at, I always check our calendar on a Monday, like what's coming up? What is Abby doing? What am I doing? What's going on? And if I know there's a day where you're going to work out at like 8.30 to 9.30, that means we're not probably going to even be hopping on the phone until 10 or after. So that means I can go work from a coffee shop for a little bit. I can read a book. I can like do the leisurely work activities that like help me break up my day. Or if I have an errand to run, that's when I'm going to go decide to do that because we're not doing work stuff right then anyways. So it helps me like decide when am I going to squeeze in some of my things um, without us constantly being like, well, what are you doing? Well, I've scheduled this and I was expecting to work at 830. And all yeah, that. well, and it's easier to I feel like we also try to do that in advance. So like, if you put something on a Thursday, and I notice what time it's at, like, I will purposely try to schedule my personal things that will take yeah. me away from work at the same yeah. time. And I mean, 
it works for us. I don't know about Absolutely. the rest of you guys. <laughs> and so maybe this is for you and your partner. So maybe you don't have a business partner, but your life partner, right? Yeah. Like maybe they just want to know, like maybe their schedule is also flexible, even if they don't work from home, but they feel like they're constantly on your toes by coming home early for lunch or like whatever it may be. Right. And so if you have a shared calendar like that, when they know, okay, she has a phone interview at that time, or she's meeting with a client at that time or whatever, Mm -hmm. like those are non-negotiable. I cannot interrupt her during that time. Yeah. And I used to have my work calendar shared with my spouse as well, but then I felt like he was like babysitting me a little bit. Like, how did this meeting go? Or how did whatever go? I'm like, I don't need to report everything to you. Um, so I do have a shared calendar with him, yep. but we do the same thing. If, it, but if I need to communicate stuff, it, it's, yeah. it's in both places. Yeah. Brian's stuff is like 5 30 PM and after yeah. and weekends and Mondays. Yeah. And then if it's like a pediatrician appointment, right. Where he comes that I'm going to put it on our work calendar. So you see it. And I'm going to put it on my personal calendar and invite him. Yep. How we roll, kids. You gotta you gotta <laughs> communicate your life to people. If you want them to A be a part of it and B not question all of the things you're doing all the time. Right. But I empower you more than anything. Like a, a, a couple things. I'm gonna empower you for like seven things right now. So get ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one. A one. A what <laughs> point one A. <laughs> I want you to decide for yourself, when are you most productive? What do you want your schedule to look like? What are those hours? And maybe expand them now. So you think that maybe I want to work half day Fridays, but right now, let me just like block off the whole day and just see how it goes, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to try working three days a week, but maybe give yourself four just to see how that goes and test the waters, right? Test it from 8.30 to 5, 11 to 2. It doesn't matter. I don't know what your schedule's like. But decide what those are. Put them in your email signature. Put them on your office door. Put them somewhere. Text them to your spouse. Put them in the calendar. It doesn't matter, right? Find some system for that. But I also want you to be non-apologetic about those once you decide that. Yes. Hands down. You ain't sorry for working, babe. Like, girl got to have her job. Girl got to be productive. Got to make the money. Got to talk to the clients, got to sell the products. It's got to happen sometime. And you've already established when that's going to be best for you. So don't be guilt tripped into like, well, I wanted to take a lunch. So now you have to work at 11 p.m. or something to get that blog post out, right? Like if you don't write well at night, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Point three, (laughs) C. (laughs) Don't be afraid to change those hours and hard structure of a schedule and saying yes to coffee dates. You do have a privilege of saying yes to things that a lot of people don't get. But if it breaks up your flow, or if it's more frustrating and irritating to you, like, here's what I found. I would start my day great because I'm super productive in the morning. And then I knew someone, you know, would be free for coffee or lunch. So we would go do that. And then that was my day. Because I would like go to lunch and then be like, Oh, full from lunch and it's afternoon. And now I just want to watch Criminal Minds. And so if you find that those things lead into other poor choices Mm -hmm. or unproductive choices, Mm -hmm. then you don't get to say yes to it like that. I'm not saying you can't say yes to it. But what Abby started doing, for instance, is when we started doing half day Fridays, it was literally so she could go to lunch with people. 
So what, what it was like, I, I want to have lunch and we have this amazing opportunity and it's privilege to have a job like we do to be able to say lunch to things. I'm going to do that on Friday. Going to say lunch to things? Going to say lunch to things. <laughs> yeah. I say food to things all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. it was important to me. I think I have more points. So keep going. I'm just <laughs> you only got to three or four or five or seven. I think I got to three. So uh, point four. Well, now I forgot it. Oh, no, no, I didn't. Point four. If you're a mama, you got kid or kids, plural, singular, doesn't matter. I implore you to also be confident and no apology necessary for the type of childcare or not childcare that you want to have for your little ones. Mm -hmm. If you want your kids running around your house butt naked while you're writing a blog post because that makes you so happy and productive and amazing, girl, do it. If you need to ship your kid to boarding school or the sitter or get a nanny or send it to your mom's, whatever, find the thing that works best for you. I didn't know. I kind of had an inkling, but I didn't know if working at home with Penelope would be a thing. That's so like dreamy, right? To have your kids here and they're just like doing their thing and you're like being a boss over here. And I feel like so many people... Not that they make it seem easy because I know that it's hard and definitely no one is like fooling us about that, but it's really fucking hard. Yeah. It doesn't matter if your kid is the golden child. It's just that like you're paying attention to your kid and you're supposed to write a blog post and you need to hop on a call. And those things just like my brain cannot work like that. So four months in, we shipped our ass out of here. (laughs) Four days that was the best thing we ever did. Four days a week from nine to four. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she starts school when she's two and a half, and I cannot wait. <laughs> Back to five days a week, still taking Monday off. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think those are all my points. Oh, well, I just want to encourage you that even if you do this poorly, it doesn't mean you can't change your own tune. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a poor communicator in a lot of ways, in a lot of parts of my life. And bending over backwards was not something I just did with my spouse. It was something I did with everyone. And so mm-hmm. you can change your tune and sometimes it's going to bother people. Like mm-hmm. I literally had someone text me at one point, like, are you dead? Cause like I stopped communicating over on email. Cause it Does wasn't anyone want to know how many unread text messages I have. <laughs> How many? It's actually really low right now oh. because I got, since we got the new phones. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should just guess. I'm going to say. It's really low. I'm going to say 218. <laughs> I said it's really low. I wasn't sure. For, what, it's only 45. Oh, that's really good for you. Yeah. It's normally like 130s, 160s. Yeah. You just wait, guys. <laughs> well, that habit has definitely leaked onto me. I stopped checking text messages and boxes. See how freeing it is? And like emails. The red iPhone used to bug me. Truth, right? Like, no one likes to see that. But even worse is actually responding to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I put some people in their place about, like, yeah. who gets priority. <laughs> oh, here's another piece I wanted to bring oh, up, okay. which we haven't even touched. Uh Setting boundaries with uh, not just clients and customers, but people who potentially want to collaborate. Because Mm -hmm. this is a big one that has popped up personally for me. I don't know if it's happened for you for TCC, but personally for me. Uh, 
people who we've either worked with in the past, had on the podcast, met in some capacity, and connected. Uh, we have become friends on Facebook, which is fantastic. But then they think they can private message me that they want to collaborate. Or like, hey, I had this question about XYZ. And I don't check my messages that often. Like I, I have also unread messages on Messenger right now and request because I do not ever, for the sake of my mental health, read my un, my other's folder. So Lord knows what's in there. But they're sliding into my DMs on Instagram. They're replying to my stories and they're messaging me on Facebook. And someone texts me the other day. I don't know who it is because I got a new phone. But like wanting to like talk about a collaboration. And I'm like, who, what is happening? We're friends, but we ain't friends like that. <laughs> Abby knows. She writes it in Trello. Talk to Emily about like insert brilliant idea here. <laughs> I'm like, don't text me that shit. Yeah. All I want in my text are bitmojis of you writing a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> That's all I want. I don't need to know your life. I don't need to know your hopes and your dreams. <laughs> I don't want any of that. <laughs> she likes my hopes and my dreams, but I, I have to do it. You don't text them to I me. No. If she, Jared's like, has she responded yet? I said, well, no. she's either sleeping or doing dinner or Penelope's whatever. And he's like, why doesn't she respond? I said, I just know. Don't worry. No. She'll be back to or, me. Yeah. Or I saw it and I was like, eh, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> also valid. You know, and, and I'm just saying, once you know that about yourself, if you want to change, change. I implore you. If that's going to make you feel better and if relationships is your thing, like do that. You've implored but a lot of things today. I have. Guys, you're about to take over the world just from this episode. But if it is not your thing, and you have like wrongfully beaten yourself up about it, I'm giving you freedom. You're welcome to just let it go. Yeah, I used to be really upset at myself for letting some of those communication channels slip. Ah, um, oh, been there. Um, but I don't care anymore. And, no. and I don't know where that comes from, but... It's really empowering. So I, if we can give you anything, and if you've decided, and this obviously has to be good for your business, otherwise, like, for me, not checking my email, you're like, how do you function? Well, well just, we don't even know this part, guys. Okay, so we have our regular email yeah. account, the main one we've had for TCC since day one. Right. And we had someone take that over. Sure. Because, oh, all the emails, right? So when we did that, we're like, okay, well, we still feel like we need a personal email at TCC. So it was like Abby's email and Emily's email, right? We're so not we're telling like, you what they are. We're like. not telling you what they are. <laughs> they're funny though. They're not what you think they are. Uh, they're not Abigail or Emily. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, so we're like, okay, cool. Well, here's what we'll use to communicate with the people who we actually like, who we want to communicate with and who we want to, you know, have relationships or do the conversations or whatever. Right. Yeah. I just spent like 20 minutes the other day clearing out the inbox because there were 600 unread emails in there. Yeah, let, let's just talk about how we don't read email. So I, I don't think you can do whatever. That's the cool thing about boundaries. 
You get to decide. You get to make them. Yeah. Um, some people are going to think your choices are ridiculous, but uh-huh. it doesn't matter what they think. And sometimes it's just communicating your choices. So like I was a very active volunteer and I had some things going on in my personal life. And so I just had to tell people like, A, if you need me, call me or text me because my inbox has exploded and you will not reach me there. Right. B, I need more time. I need more time. Like I just, I can't bend over the way I used to. And so. Like literally my body doesn't work that way anymore. (laughs) I'm not as flexible. (laughs) I'm pretty flexible. I can't bend over backwards. I I literally used to to do a back bend. Not no more. Yeah, no. Those are the days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope. This episode helped you, if not confused you, um, and gave Welcome you to the club. <laughs> uh, some points A through F or uh-huh. 1 through 7 or whatever. <laughs> yep. A lot of points, a lot of sub points, a lot of empowerment. <laughs> you got this. It doesn't have to you be that hard. It. Just stick to your guns. And if you want to change your mind, change your mind. That's really the whole point of this whole episode. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.